0: 50% of your content should be video.
1: This is Time For Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hi, my name is Peter and I welcome you to the very first episode of the Time for Marketing podcast. I'm a marketing person myself, I've worked in SEO, I've worked in content marketing, I've worked in email marketing, and because of that I've been to a lot of marketing conferences. I've learned a lot there, but... Sadly, I was never able to go to all of the conferences I wanted to go to. That means of course I've missed a lot of interesting talks and probably so have you. The idea of what we're doing here is we want to change that. We don't want to miss any interesting talks on any conference anymore. So what I do in this podcast is I look for interesting people who speak at marketing conferences. I invite them and allow them to sum up their presentations in five minutes. I give them questions about what they told us and release all that in a podcast. This is the very first episode. We have a lot of excellent guests lined up. We have a really nice guest for the first episode. And because I don't want you to miss any of the future guests, I will ask you to subscribe. You can, of course, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, And if you like the podcast, of course, after you finish listening to it, go to iTunes and rate and comment on the podcast. All right. Our first guest
0: is... Tyler Lassard, and he works at I'm the uh, VP marketing here at Vidyard. Uh, the company is a video platform for businesses.
1: We found him as a speaker at the content marketing conference and the title of his presentation was the art of creating customer experiences with Sight, sound and motion. I would like to ask you to sum up your speech and the next five minutes and give us the most important points that you gave at the conference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, tied to what I, I said with regards to video being uh, a more and more important part of the customer lifecycle, I think most of us will agree that, you know, today's audiences expect, um, you know, richer, more personalized, more interesting communications, whether it's, you know, your top of funnel marketing activities, whether it's how they're learning about your products and your company, um, how they're interacting with sales representatives, or even existing customers, how they're being educated on, you know, how to use uh, your products or services or, um, you know, how they're being communicated with by their account rep. Um, You know, gone are the days of, you know, long text based emails and white papers and and things like that. And more and more, it's about short form blog content, short form, uh, you know, infographics, and of course, uh, rich media and and video content. And one of the things that that I'm really passionate about um, is this notion of, you know, in this new world, as we're changing the ways we communicate with prospects and with customers, Um, you know, video becomes a very important part to how we build relationships and how we create really what I call remarkable experiences with individuals. Um, Again, as they more and more go into kind of, you know, self-service mode, right? Like if you think back, you know, 10, 15 years, most B2B companies were about, there was more a direct sales process and and you would have that face time with clients and you'd build relationships as you go through that buyer's journey. But these days, um, you know, that's getting uh, less and less and people are more expecting to Consume content on their own time and in their own uh, in, in their own uh, digital worlds, and so as marketing and, and sales leaders, we need to be providing them with the kind of content that still builds relationships, that still wows them, that still builds an emotional connection to our brand. And, and as I hinted at earlier, I don't think that text-based emails and white papers um, are enough to do that. So you know, really, the the impetus here is to is to challenge us as as marketers to think about how do we. Build relationships with prospects throughout the buyer's journey. How do we use things like video um, to connect in more emotional and engaging ways? And, you know, as we look at, you know, some of the big takeaways are, as you think about your top of funnel marketing, um, you know, we've all thought about, you know, we have some brand videos and things like that, but, but how does video become even a more important part of storytelling at that top of the funnel? And storytelling is really important to engage people again in a more emotional and personal conversation. How do we use visual content to relate to our potential buyers, to show them that we understand the pains that they're feeling, uh, maybe to make them laugh, maybe to inspire them, right? Video is an incredible medium to do those kinds of things at the top of the funnel. Uh, But then as we move through the buyer's journey, uh, again, video, I think, is this is where video is really an unsung hero, is how we educate and nurture our potential buyers. Uh, And again, I think this is really takeaway number two is we need to be – More prescriptive in how we think about using video uh, during those education phases. Um, When somebody is on our website, right, um, how are we showcasing our products or services to them? Are we forcing them to read big, long documents, or are we giving them a great two-minute explainer that shows them exactly what it is we do? Um, As they're learning about different topics, right? We use a lot of video content now on our blogs to, again, showcase different ideas or to have real people explaining um, solutions or problems or ideas, again, as opposed to just having the written word. Um, And it's not to say it should be all video, right? Um, But it's uh, a very important uh, thing to start complementing your other forms of content uh, with video. And I'll give you one really specific example that we do. Um, We have a series called Chalk Talks. And uh, if you search for Vidyard and Chalk Talks, you'll, you'll find it. And we have about 20 different um, Chalk Talk episodes, which are each about five to eight minutes in length. And they go, um, you know, very specific on a certain topic in the world of video. So for our customers, we have Chalk Talk episodes on how to build a video strategy or, um, you know, how to use video in sales or, uh, you know, how to use video for SEO purposes. And each one is a very specific topic that Gives you a lot of great detailed information, but it's delivered in a way that's very visual, very personal. Um, It's usually myself on camera. um, And I find that people, we often get great feedback where they love that kind of content because they can relate to it. And um, again, because we're presenting it in a visual and audible way, it's more memorable, it's easier to learn than them reading long form content. Um, So I think the big thing there, again, is just thinking about how do we educate our buyers through rich media content through video um, as it can be a much more engaging uh, and memorable content format Um, so i think you've got those two things to think about video as top of funnel to really engage and build an emotional connection video in mid funnel to educate buyers and be more memorable in how you're doing that Um, and then finally the last takeaway is is how are our sales teams Engaging these potential buyers and are they doing it in a way that's really going to stand out and and you know make people want to do business with the company. And that's where empowering our sales teams with some of this great video content, or and this might seem uh, frightening to some of you but empowering our sales reps to record and send their own custom videos right whether they're webcam videos where they're talking directly to a prospect. Um, screen capture videos where they're again walking through a topic or or showcasing what, uh, what your products or services can do. I think these are things that we need to think a lot more about. And uh, again, making sure our sales reps are also set up to be able to deliver the kinds of experiences that people expect today. Um, so I think those are really the main uh, you know emphasis points that that we're talking about, and it's this idea of creating a more immersive customer experience throughout that buyer's journey using a rich range of on-demand video content or one-to-one video messages.
1: All right, these were three very specific uh, takeaways to how to use video uh, in marketing. It seems that uh, what you're saying is making companies open up a bit more. You said that salespeople should be able to generate video and then use that video in their sales process when they feel that that should be, um, that that should. Be positive for the sales process. This sort of uh, sort of sounds uh, scary on one side, but on the other side, we've learned that the internet makes companies open up, allows different channels and different people within the companies to start um, sending out messages. This is yet another step that sounds really interesting, right?
0: I think you're you're absolutely right, and 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 you nailed it. That there's a big trend here towards um, towards transparency. Uh, and towards kind of rehumanizing the marketing and sales of of businesses. And I, I think, honestly, over the last, uh, you know, five to 10 years, a lot of the market, I think, went too far the other way. We over digitized and, you know, we started hiding behind our websites and our keyboards and our emails and things like that. And I think a lot of a lot of businesses lost that personal and human touch. Out to their base. And I think the younger generation and the millennials are really forcing that back because they're growing up as, you know, on these social networks and they're expecting more authentic, genuine human to human communication. Um, They're recording and sending videos every day. I mean, the number of videos, um, you know, there's over 10 billion videos played every single day on Snapchat and over 100 million hours of video played back every day on Facebook. And it's, you know, it's shaping this generation to be expecting, you know, authentic, simple video content uh, as part of how they communicate. And so I think it's, it's uh, for some companies, yeah, it's a bit of a challenge because you need to think about how am I going to create this content as a marketing organization? Or am I comfortable allowing my sales reps to record short videos and send them out. Um, But I think on the flip side, you have to think about the opportunity that exists there and the ability for your your people to tell better stories, to be more open and transparent and to focus on, again, building human relationships. And I think that's what will help a lot of companies stand out from the competition.
1: And as we probably prepared uh, workflows and rules on how to uh, how everyone within the company can be a voice on social media. If we prepare stuff like that for video creation, then probably we can create video that would be uh, okay with everyone. If everyone within the company creates that, we just need to have rules and ideas on how to do that, right?
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely, uh, I, I think so. And um, for more and more companies, what we're seeing, whether they're you know, small 10 person companies or large, you know, enterprises is that more and more they're, um, they're building in some kind of video production uh, capabilities or expertise in-house within the company. Um, And we heard this uh, not long ago from, uh, actually, I recall a a great quote uh, from the CEO of of HubSpot, um, Brian Halligan. Uh, HubSpot is a company that, you know, they've, they were really the, the 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 godfathers of inbound marketing, if you will, yeah. and they really built um, uh, an industry around the idea of the blog. And 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 uh, and and about a year and a half ago at uh, at Inbound, Brian Halligan got on stage and and said, fifty uh, percent of your content should be video, and, and he and he said very directly, stop hiring bloggers, start hiring producers. And this really struck me because this was an audience of you know 15,000 people who, for the past five years, had been told hire bloggers, you know, be great writers, and and now they're being told you need to hire producers. Um, And it wasn't to say get rid of the bloggers, um, but and I think more and more it's about you need people with with those skill sets who, you know, are are comfortable and are able to create quick video content and can help people in the organization. And so I think even if it's somebody in your company who. Maybe that's not their primary role, but there's somebody who's, you know, adept at creating and editing uh, video. Um, a lot of people can do it now, especially the younger generation. It amazes me uh, what my, uh, uh, even what my my children and what my younger, um, you, you know, relatives can do, and uh, and and you just got to ask around, and mm. I think that's important to helping this sort of thing. Because if you're, you know, your CEO uh, may not be comfortable, you know, recording something and putting it on social, but if there's somebody within the organization who can quickly get them on camera, do some really quick edits and post it as a thought leadership video, right? Do it, get out there, you know, get those messages out um, and find people in your company who can help with with basic capture and editing. And as long as the content is valuable, um, if it's authentic and if it has pretty good audio, Um, It can work and you don't need to worry about high production value and spending, you know, $10,000 on an agency just to record a quick two minute educational piece of content.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting with using video on different channels or maybe uh, let's call it using video content on different channels is what I've seen from Moz doing. We all a lot of people know their whiteboard Fridays, their uh, weekly videos, right? right? And of course, they did transcriptions of those videos for a long time. Mm -hmm. But What they started right now is also producing a podcast or having audio recordings and then posting them on SoundCloud, I believe. Uh, So directly Mm -hmm. from video, what they do is they create one uh, message, but then they are able to send that message out on three different channels, right? Video, text, and audio audio of course that then helps on social media that can help on the, uh, organic traffic with a lot of text and of course podcasts have especially in the u.s uh very uh, a, a big number of listeners so uh probably start, uh, video as a starting point, point for content is very good and then you should spread it out
0: yeah, I, I love that. And, and we actually took some of the inspiration for our own um, Chalk Talks video series from uh, Whiteboard Fridays. And, uh, you know, we said, well, we, you know, let's let's take a chalkboard approach instead of a whiteboard approach for a different visual style. Um, but we took a great cue from uh, uh, from Rand Fishkin and, and the Moz folks that I think that showed, you know, you can create that kind of content on a, on a high frequency on a weekly basis um, without, you know, having to put a ton of additional effort into it. Um, If you come up with sort of a repeatable format, and exactly to your point, Peter, we, you know, when we create those Chalk Talk videos, um, every one of those uh, goes out as a blog post, and we transcribe the audio and the transcription becomes a part of that. Um, They go into our main resource center on our website, where again, the transcriptions are a part of the page, so people searching for it can find them. Um, and then our sales team uses those, um, you know, a ton when they're out there um, engaging with customers or prospects, they'll use those videos as a way to answer, you know, commonly asked questions or to help educate or nurture them through the, through the buyer's journey. Um, and so there's lots of different ways in which, uh, that, and, and, then as well, as you mentioned, the audio, um, can be repurposed as podcasts. And so it really is a, a great way to, to sort of create a, um, a, a hub and spoke model of content, but start with a video and then you can branch off and turn it into a variety of different related assets. It's a great approach.
1: All right. Um, so video can not only be used at top as the top of the funnel, channel but should be used as the middle and the bottom of the funnel channel and video should probably you the content that is produced for video should probably be used in different channels Uh, and um, this will make the production not on not cheaper but because the content that is made once will be used on different channels it uh, the uh, production will be
0: generate more return and more value from those pieces of content. You you, you nailed it. Absolutely, yeah. Peter. You nailed it.
1: Yeah. Are those the four takeaways that we can leave our listeners with? Um,
0: I, I think you got it. I think that was a great summary. And, uh, yeah, and, and and all of that comes down to, you know, just do it. Um, you know, don't be afraid to start, you know, uh, thinking about how to create more video content and, and a big underpinning idea to make all those things happen is, you know, try to, to do more content in house. Don't think that every time you want to create a video, you need to go out to, uh, an expensive agency. Um, so yeah, just do it, uh, on top of those big four ideas. And, and I think we got it, Peter.
1: All right. Um, thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, this was an excellent uh, recap of, uh, why and how to use video. And, uh, this was a very nice, uh, first episode of the podcast. Uh, you were an excellent guest and I'm really glad we did that. Uh, have a great day in Canada. Uh, nice wishes from Slovenia
0: and this is it. Thank you very much and thank you for having me and, and happy marketing everyone all the best
1: this was episode number one and nothing else to add at the end of the podcast then go and subscribe go and rate go and vote go and listen and have a great day